net zero homes and energy efficiency are kind of everyone knows that language right but health right. materials is something that people are really just learning about and yeah. that's something yeah. that is really getting pushed to the forefront i think that yeah. every, you know, the usgbc the international living future institute um mm -hmm. healthy uh product declarations there's all there's this push to get materials and in so doing materials uh Green Homes Forward. Welcome to Home Green Homes Podcast. I am Izumi Tanaka, a green home advisor and a green realtor. Here I invite a variety of experts in the world of green homes and have conversations about how we can all live in healthy, resilient, and efficient homes. My guests provide insight in a wide range of topics from designing, building, and living in green homes, purchasing or financing green homes and improvements, to how we can live to reduce the negative environmental impact from the way we live. My goal is to inspire and inform you about how we can make a difference in our own lives and our environment. Hi, this is Izumi Tanaka with Home Green Homes, and I am here today with my fabulous guest, Kate Backner. And she is um, she has created a company called Wise Matter, Wise Matter. <laughs> That's right, Wise Matter. And we are talking to Katie about what this is all about. So, Katie, um, tell us about you. First of all, thank you so much for being with me and today, and tell us how you got here. I know you and I have a somewhat similar background of, you know, both coming from creative artistic um, field and somehow ended up in this, you know, world of green, build, green building and green real estate. So tell us about you. Yeah, uh, Zumi, I just want to start out by saying thank you so much for having me. This is, it's so fun speaking with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as you said, I started off, um, you know, I, I view green building as creative in and of itself, but I guess, um, quote unquote, um, I came from the art world. So my background is in art history. I have a master's in contemporary art. And I worked in um, New York City galleries for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. And that was great for a little bit of time, but then I started getting a bit jaded by the whole thing. It, it felt really insular to me the more I learned about, um, you know, the destruction of ecosystems and climate change and everything that was going on in the environment. I felt more and more pulled to get into that mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. um, so I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I quit my job. And I, which was really difficult because I really identified with being in, um, being around artists and mm -hmm. the world. It was mm -hmm. my identity for probably like 12 years or something like that. Um, so I actually got my real estate license in New York City in order to really understand what buildings were all about and understanding the industry. So I worked in the real estate, as a real estate agent for a while. 
And then I was, you know, determined to get into the creation of buildings because, you know, I, I came from an art background and I really like um, the idea of how form affects behavior. You know, as a curator in a gallery, you arrange the art in such a way that it tells a story, the um, colors bounce off each other. Um, so I, I really um, enjoyed that aspect of it. And I thought, okay, so how do I do this? You know, I'm not gonna go back to school for architecture. I'm not gonna become interior designer. So where could I um, find my niche? And I thought that materials were really the way to go. Um, so I took night classes at NYU. I got my lead GA and, um, you know, it was back in 2015 when the material world, <laughs> the material world, um, was just really beginning. There wasn't so much emphasis on materials. It was more about um, energy efficiency and building a really tight envelope and, you know, net zero homes. Um, so, you know, I just really weaseled my way in. Um, just knocking on every door. And then finally a company um, that's really great called Healthy Building Science. Um, they're located in, uh, in the Bay Area. They took a chance on me. They said, okay, you know, um, this is all about research. Uh, it's all about passion. This field is not, you know, big right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, come on over and let's build it. Yeah. So uh, my husband and I picked up and we moved to the West Coast. And, and then I you know that's how I got started. Mm, that's a big move for you to go, come all the way from Manhattan to, to the Bay Area. Yeah, I, I always wanted to go to California. So oh, okay. that's a good excuse. Uh, yeah. It was, and it so, was so how did Wise Matter start it? How did you get that going? And what does Wise Matter offer? Sure. So mm -hmm. I worked in healthy building science for a little bit of time, a um, few years mm -hmm. as a material consultant. I got my feet wet. I learned um, a lot about building science. And then, um, you know, I, want, I wanted to go off on my own. I started another company with a, an interior designer called The Green Materialist. And mm -hmm. we worked for a little bit of time together. And then I decided that I really wanted to, um, you know, shape my own path a bit. So I started Wise Matter. And Wise Matter is a, um, a green, I, I want to use a different word, um, uh, a material consulting company that concentrates on regenerative design. The, you know, that's, that's my goal. Um, to choose materials that are not just sustainable and doing less bad, but actually choosing materials that push the industry forward and allow, um, allow human beings to live more harmoniously with the natural world. Yeah, so who are your uh, clients or who, who are you working with? So I work in the residential section mm -hmm. and I work mm -hmm. with uh, homeowners, architects, build teams, um, mm -hmm. a lot of people from different 
ilks come to me um, mm -hmm. who are working on green projects or mm -hmm. want to learn more about green projects and um, and they don't know how. Right. So I, I advise them and it actually, it usually starts with the homeowner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so how are you reaching out to these people? Because I myself, uh, basically we are working with same, um, I guess the market and the last four years has been like really trial and error, you know, finding my path, like you use the word path, um, of, you know, finding my path of reaching to these people and um, talking about what we do in the way that is not preachy, not um, critical or judgmental, but in really encouraging people to think about their own well-being. Mm -hmm. You know, and how how are you doing that? I I am really curious. <laughs> <laughs> well, through you know the practical level of lead generation, mm -hmm. a lot of it comes from referrals from other mm -hmm. people. A lot mm -hmm. of it comes from uh, so the homeowners and also the building industry. Mm -hmm. It comes from you know stuff like this uh, right. podcast mm -hmm. uh, comes from networking events um, I'm a part of the International Living Future Institute so mm -hmm. I really kind of lean on them to um, get me more into the green audience mm -hmm. uh, as far as the psychology behind um, encouraging people to mm -hmm. um, to make their homes mm -hmm. more ecologically sound. I really do concentrate on their health. Mm -hmm. And I try and um, not do the doom and gloom right. scenario, right. but really um, try and paint a, a picture of what the future can look right. like. Right, yeah. So what do you think is the um, obstacles right now for us to, to reach those people who may not be thinking, you know, because I think it's easier for us to talk to people who are already thinking uh, ecologically, you know, friendly or green or sustainable, whatever the words we use. Sure. I mean, there are people who speak the language, you know, in the way that, that we can talk to easily, but I think our challenge really is to reach the people who are not necessarily in that mindset and, and you know, not um, uh, coming from really caring about you as a homeowner or you as somebody who lives <laughs> is, I find it very challenging. Um, what do you think is the uh, uh, obstacle and or solution that you, uh, implementing or you are trying? I think education is mm -hmm. really important. Mm -hmm. um, I think that um, uh, trying to expose people to the fact mm -hmm. that this is happening for mm -hmm. one thing, you know, mm -hmm. eco right now I feel like eco-friendly homes are viewed as this, you know, white unicorn and they're right far between, but if people really knew uh, that this exists and that they were able to do it, right. I think 
they would feel more empowered. You know, there's, you know, Elle magazine and Vogue and Architectural Digest are actually mm -hmm. starting to feature mm -hmm. architecture. And I think that that's really important to not just yeah. um, have these, have um, publications, again, insularity. I, I don't, I, it's important not to be insular. And as you said, yeah. like speak in an echo, echo chamber. It's about right. opening up that conversation and yeah. getting into the map, you know, the mainstream. So, okay, right. so what we do, let's let's speak to stores, you mm -hmm. know, like, um, like Home Depot or mm -hmm. Bed Bath and Beyond or mm -hmm. stores that, um, that the everyday person, you know, goes to. Right. Right, right. I think that that's important. I think increased mm -hmm. visibility is mm -hmm. is is key, and I, I know that you feel the same way as far yeah. as educating people about the homes and in, in real estate. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I also think making and this kind of piggybacks off of visibility is making it more accessible for people yeah. to actually do this. Um, a lot of times. And I'm I'm working on this now, and we can you know talk about this as you know my project progresses. But um, I'm trying to make it so it's not like just me consulting on these one-off projects. Mm -hmm. um, I want and and it's you know it's work. It it it's, uh, if people just had kind of this one-stop shop, mm -hmm. I think that that would be a lot easier. Right. Right. And that kind of brings me to that question about how you were talking about th that you um, uh, consult with the building materials and such. And, and you know, we, as you mentioned, the Home Depot and, um, and places like Bath and Beyond, that all the, all the stores that we are so familiar with and that we, we often, buy things from. And I know Home Depot has uh, made mm -hmm. a stride in providing a lot of, uh, you know, we call green materials. Mm -hmm. Like they, I know that they eliminated the uh, carpet and rug uh, products that have uh, formaldehyde. And I mm -hmm. think it was last year. So, um, but, you know, the, the general uh, perception of green building materials is that they're more expensive. And I found that to be the most, um, be, uh, the biggest challenge in, especially in talking with develop developers and builders and such, you know, because the, the cost is a, is a factor, you know, whereas if we are talking with the homeowners, you know, they might be willing to spend a little more, you know, for their own. Yeah. well-being right so uh, what is your uh, take on the the cost of building materials when they are green or sustainable or even regenerative um, what is your view of um, the cost in in those materials and how do you deal with it when you're um, talking to your clients yeah so Sometimes the materials, there's not a premium, and mm -hmm. sometimes there is a premium, you know, so it could range from zero to maybe 15%, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit more to, depending on the lumber quality that you're using, right. or it also depends on what your baseline is. Right. You know? If the 
developer, the builders are used to using spray foam all over the place, then going to a healthier, uh, more intelligently designed uh, building assembly with insulation that is um, has a better life cycle and mm -hmm. air quality is mm -hmm. going to be more. If somebody is using PVC, you, you know, it, it depends about where you're starting from. Right. So I, um, I think we really, just going back to what you were talking about, like raising the baseline mm -hmm. of what's considered normal is something yeah. that needs to happen. Right. Um, but as far as convincing developers, you know, it, okay, so millennials right now are mm -hmm. the biggest real estate segment in mm -hmm. That is happening right now. So it, right. it exceeds baby boomers. They yeah. are um, starting families, and that's what millennials want. Right. They will choose a green home over mm -hmm. a home that is not green. Right. Right. One of the primary, um, statistically, one of the primary concerns about millennials is well-being. Mm -hmm. So I think understanding the audience that these developers are trying to pitch is important yeah and also trying to get them to be a little bit more focused mm -hmm. and um try and bring the fear down mm -hmm. and the trap mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. and I, I i know this may sound kind of um you know fluffy you know mm -hmm. But I, I think the psychology around the people who are in the building industry is very, very important. And I think that people who are um, encouraging and really trying to be pioneers in this, it, it's their job to really understand what the fear is mm -hmm. and how to discuss it instead mm -hmm. of dismissing these people or saying, oh, they don't care about the environment. Like it's not, right. it's it's pointless to talk to them. No, right. I, I mean, people want to do good. People people want to do good. And I think mm -hmm. it's important to have faith in that. Mm -hmm. So um, talking about the price, you know, and then and then talking about how much more that they could get on the back end. And you could speak to that, you know, you, yeah. you sold a, a, um, a, poor, a pearl gold rated mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. That went yes. for hundreds of thousand dollars over. Yes. Yes, it did. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So based on your uh, experience, uh, having talked to many um, homeowners, um, consultants, and you mentioned uh, understanding what their fears are, mm -hmm. um, do you know um, what kind of fears do they have actually? Sure. So I think number one, it's their health. Mm -hmm. their families right mm -hmm. not so you know the environment is kind of like a a cherry on top right right uh, it's it's their health that they're mm -hmm. concerned, concerned mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. um fortunately that kind of goes hand in hand with sure. the environment because we course, are yeah interconnected. yeah so yeah, yeah. House that's good for human health yeah you're probably going to be building a house that's good for the planet right um so yes, I think I think health is the number one. Mm, mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Being able to speak to that, right? Uh, building materials affect mm -hmm, health, mm -hmm. and 
what are the elements of health. Mm -hmm. Right. And so in your, in your view, as, as we sit here today, the end of almost end of 2021, um, how do you foresee this, um, I don't, I don't wanna say industry per se, but the world um, as we live is changing. Do you, um, I tend to be more optimistic than not. And, and I do think that we are making progress. And I do think that the movement is strong enough that it will keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you feel? What, what's your um, forecast? of what's to come, like how, um, do you think we're actually doing something that's moving something forward? Totally, absolutely. The number of green certifications that have sprung up that concentrate on um, healthy materials mm -hmm. as well as, you know, net zero homes, but mm -hmm. I think Net zero homes and energy efficiency are kind of, everyone knows that language, right, but health right. materials is something that people are really just learning about and yeah, that's something yeah. that is really getting pushed to the forefront. I think that yeah. every, you know, the USGBC, the International Living Future Institute, um, mm -hmm. healthy uh, product declarations, there's, all, there's this push to get materials and in so doing materials, uh, green homes forward. I think mm -hmm. that I am optimistic. I do think it's up to the con consumer uh, <laughs> the homeowner to uh, the buyers, the people who are participating in the mm -hmm. real estate industry to right. take ownership of that, yeah. really get yeah. aligned with what's happening to the planet and understand that there are solutions that they could be a part of. Right. I think that um, manufacturers and companies need to take ownership of that. I wish that um, the government could move quicker. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not. They're mm -hmm. not. I don't, I am not optimistic that if we rely on government agencies that right we will um, succeed. I think mm -hmm. it's really going to be the private mm -hmm. sector that right. um, needs to take responsibility. Yeah. So yeah. I do think that we are moving um, on a macro level in the right mm -hmm. direction, but I think certain industries are pushing that forward better. better. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, you know, the government definitely helping to some degree, you know, without the government, there are, uh, you know, um, there's not that like oomph underneath, but I think it is the private sector that is really leading that, you know, cutting edge of like moving it forward. Um, do you have any um, suggestions for homeowners or, you know, maybe even builders or developers? Um, you know, the, the most important thing, well, maybe, maybe two questions. What's the most important thing that homeowners can do to make your home healthier? And number two is for um, builders or developers. What would be your first or one thing that you would tell them that if they if they want to build and if you know maybe they're not even considering, you know, making it so green, but you know if they want to be 
up to date. You know, it's just it, you know, it's not a it's not a fad or it's not something um, uh, extra or auxiliary because this is going to have to be the way it is. You know, moving forward, right? So, what what is your uh, suggestion or advice to either homeowners or um, builders? For builders, that's an excellent question. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> for for builders, I think that it's important to um, think about building assembly mm. and the elimination of petroleum-based products. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's important for builders to take to really understand that the longevity of the building is important. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if we look. <laughs> hundreds of thousands of years ago, um, buildings existed for over, you know, hundreds if not thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. The average home right now exists between 20 to 30 years. Yeah. Years. So I think building for longevity is important. That's, you know, that's a, mm -hmm. I guess, a philosophical angle that mm -hmm. kind of, uh, translates into, um, right specific actions, but right. I do think building assembly and designing mm -hmm. for um, uh, having that building assembly um, breathe. And when mm -hmm. I say breathe, it, it means that the, the moisture doesn't get um, stuck. Right. And getting off of petroleum-based products right. um, like spray foam. I think yeah. spray foam is, is, is right. Dangerous thing. I think it's really, um, it's really easy. Mm -hmm. in training. Well, I'm going off of like on a tangent, but yeah, <laughs> we tend to. It's it's okay. <laughs> building assembly is yeah. really important for that, mm -hmm. and education mm -hmm. is really important. For yeah, that. yeah. And for homeowners, um, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting homeowners to know about construction processes. You know, mm -hmm. um, right what's a good thing about homeowners, I think, uh, or that homeowners could do, I think is um, being their own advocate, I think is really important. And just on a base level, understanding that these are incredibly important, their homes are incredibly important for mm -hmm. affecting their health and mm -hmm. other ecosystems and other species. Mm -hmm. um, so understanding that, understanding that there are solutions and working with the right people who support their um, their vision. Right, right. Thank you. Yeah, I. The part that really uh, always um, concerns me, or um, what would be the right word, that I'm I'm most interested in walking is the middle range homes mm -hmm. like you know in the luxury or high-end uh, residences it's easy to implement a lot of you know a lot of the features or elements that we are talking about and also on the low income affordability uh, range there's a lot of support from the municipalities and you know there's a lot of non-profit that are working to create affordable buildings that are, you know, um, healthy and green, but it's the, you know, there's that huge middle yeah. that in, you know, in Los Angeles, the, like the middle is a million dollars, $2 million, one to $2 million, you know, but, 
you know, that's the range that a lot of the developers are developing, um, investors are flipping, and that's that range that I really try to target. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any suggestion about uh, how to how to approach these people, like in the middle? <laughs> same thing, probably, same question, but it's like, you know, um, Vogue and Architectural Digest may feature some really nice big yeah. homes yeah. that are, you know, right? high-end have all the green uh, features yeah I think that realistically you're not going to address everything right the, the industry is just not there yet for mm -hmm. yeah the middle to address everything but I do mm -hmm. think that there's some high impact categories yeah that if you do address you're you are making a dent so mm -hmm. I think for instance um the, the wood that you source is incredibly important, incredibly yeah. important. It affects obviously ecosystems, but it also affects, it's the lungs of the planet. Right. And how it's sourced, you know, the pesticides that are used, the, the, the clear cutting. So yeah, concentrate on wood, concentrate on wet applied materials, mm -hmm. such as paint. Mm -hmm. um, and coatings and stains, concentrate on insulation, Try, speak to your um, build team about avoiding spray foam. Right. In the beginning. Right. In the beginning. Right. In the, so if there's a major renovation, say, hey, this is my priority. If they're building, right. hey, this is our, my priority. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Design for that. Yeah. Um, what other things? So, uh, Wood, wet applied products, insulation, um, you know, there's low hanging fruit like lighting and LED. Right. Mm -hmm. um, try to um, have a good HVAC system. Right. Um, because that saves energy and mm -hmm. helps with indoor air quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think that is the way to go. And yeah. just for some guidelines, look for low VOC. Right. Goodness. Right. Look for lumber wood products that have mm -hmm. either FSC certification, right, um, SFI certification, mm -hmm. or companies that actually have on their website information about how their wood is sourced. Right. Or how their products are sourced, like right. cabinetry, flooring. Right, right. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much, Katie. I'm so I'm so grateful to have you. Um, how can people find you? you and how could they reach you? <laughs> uh, they can reach me on my through my website, um, which is www.wise w i s as in Sam e dash matter, M-A-T-T-E-R.com. Hey, I hope we can both work together and, you know, keep moving this movement forward. Yes, I mean, it would be a dream to <laughs> Thank you so much, Katie. And this was Izumi Tanaka with Home Green Homes, and I will talk to you soon. <laughs>